Hello. Hello. Hi, Mark. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Hello, honey. What's your last name? Uh, my last name is pronounced Krawcheck. K. Uh, it's oh, like, so like off. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. It's uh, it's wow. uh, yeah. I've I've had to deal with it all my life. So. <laughs> they, oh, wow. It's lovely though. Where are you from? Uh, I'm actually in the middle of Wisconsin. So. Oh, you are. Yes. Okay. Stay safe so. out there. Yeah, we we are staying safe. Uh, luckily, yeah. the city that we're in isn't that big. So. Um, ah. Okay. So that's so that's good. How, but you know, uh, how are you? I wanted to start off asking how how are you doing in all of this, and how are things. Uh I'm fine. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely, you know, you, it's amazing how you can adapt to anything in life. And, uh, if I'd known in March, what this was going to turn into, I probably would have like my wrist, but I'm, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I am. I actually, you know, as it's getting worse, somehow I'm getting more calm with it. I know that doesn't make sense, but yeah, you know, you just, smart about the whole thing well yeah you'd be smart and uh you know the joys of being the humans is that we do adapt fairly well so <laughs> very true yeah and who would have thought i mean it's just too freaky it's like a bad sci-fi movie really <laughs> it was going to end right i mean one day <laughs> that's like hopefully it has to i you can't you know remember when we used to do things like just go to a coffee shop you know, like we can't do that. It's like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. Well, the thing I miss the most is um, going to a movie theater. I didn't realize just how much I would miss that until I can't do it anymore. And now it's, oh. Yeah, I know. Listen yeah. to that. I love going to the movies. Uh, I don't do that, right? <laughs> it, it's the best experience, you know. I yeah, Truly. I've, I mean, that, that was always our family thing when I was young was we'd go to the movies, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, so you're missing that a little bit, but it's just one of those things too. Well, I'm sure where you live as well, it's one of those things where I would, I know I could probably go, but I just don't want to risk it. <laughs> it's like it's all about relative risk mm -hmm. and that is not worth your risk. It is not. No. Yes. You have uh, children. Uh, I do. I have two boys, actually. Uh, they're college age. Uh, one's eighteen and one's twenty. So. Oh, you look so young. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you very much. That's crazy. I just want to make sure it's turned off. You know, it's it's so funny how I can't tell age anymore. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah, we miss the movies. <laughs> we we do miss. With what you're doing, of course, you know, it's a big part of your life, right? So it it has been and this is this is my hobby. I have a day job, but yeah, I just I miss that that element of being in the movies. But luckily we, we still have streaming, you know, versus yeah. what I had twenty years ago when I wouldn't have that. <laughs> I could, you know. Right. And we wouldn't be able to do this. And we we wouldn't be able to do this and I wouldn't be able to talk to uh Honey Loren, folks, listeners. <laughs> uh talking about uh the sweet taste of souls uh just yeah. went out on vod last month and uh you know uh i went into it pretty cold i saw the trailer and i was like okay i wanted to watch this and 
I had a lot of fun with this, namely with your character, because I saw you showed up and uh, I remember first seeing you in the Vice Academy movies. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, know, seeing you show up here as Eleanor, uh, tell me, uh, what what was it about Eleanor that made you want to get into this role of the pie shopkeeper who traps souls? You know, it's so funny. It's it's like things kind of take a life on, you know, when you start working on it. Mm-hmm. And um, what I I'd like I knew this was gonna be very challenging, this role. Um, but what I liked was that she is a well-nuanced character while she's evil to the point of insane. I mean, when the first few seconds, you know, she's crazy. <laughs> it's like so we watch it unfold. But Thankfully, the the writer, Felicity Mudgich, he gave us a nice backstory for this character so that um, while a lot of things aren't explained, at least we understand almost like how she got to be the way she got to be to some extent, letting this evil into her life because of her vulnerabilities. And I, um, seeing her like, she's obviously, she's on a downward spiral by this time. And that's where we meet her. So I thought it would be challenging to find, to make sure that this person stayed grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. And that's how I could do it because I mm-hmm. couldn't do it otherwise. And um, and that was a big challenge unto itself. But fortunately I had a lot of support. I had the writing, I had the um, wonderful director, Terry Ross there, you know, and she was very helpful. And we saw things on the same page, so that was good. And she really helped me out a lot. <laughs> well, it, it it comes across on screen, uh, you know, I mean, because uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, my listeners may not shame on you, not know the synopsis. But uh, if you wouldn't mind, I always like getting in the words of my guest, uh, what the film a bit is about. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Well, it's about this. Um, you know, it's funny. I take it from my point of view, but yeah, I know as I see it, 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 the story is really about these this young this group of four people who are traveling to a they're a band and they stop at a pie shop in a small town and they meet this woman who runs the pie shop who really is trapping souls inside of pictures <laughs> and uh, has been doing it for twenty years and she is. We come to find out that uh, that there is an evil inherent in the in the shop itself that is that has invited her in that she's let in mm-hmm. and it, it comes from the trauma that she lived through and so she's sort of a victim herself and so basically it's her uh, we see her unwind as she as she's trapping these souls and there eventually she figures out where the pain came from, why she became the way she became. And she's really like fighting an evil force that she let in and she succumbs to it. So, I mean, she has to, she did too many bad things. <laughs> you know, she can't live. You can't let her live, even though you can feel a little empathy for her mm-hmm. as the story unfolds and you see that she was a victim of domestic abuse and terrible things like that. And at one time she might've had a really okay life but uh, a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> and and that's what I kind of liked about the character was the different layers. She wasn't just 
you know, she wasn't just crazy for crazy sake. You, you had some motivation. And as you mentioned, empathy, I, I actually felt for her and, you know, I was like, you know, wouldn't be too bad to be trapped in a picture, you know, <laughs> they didn't have to, what? You never age in there. Yeah. Time stands still. Never. Yeah. You didn't have to eat really though. I, I would get, you know, hungry sure. staring at all the pies that you <laughs> that's hard wow and it's so ironic because where they shot the movie was a place called julian california mm -hmm. they're known for their pies oh in real life um people drive up to julian it's about three hours from my house it's a mountain mm -hmm. town near san diego and i live in los angeles and so um so that was so charming to be in this truly a mountain town and I got to tell you, I didn't have one piece of pie the whole time I was there. <laughs> How did I miss that? So on the day I drove home, because I was there for a month, I stopped at a pie shop and I got a whole pie and I drove it home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so silly. But, and there's every place on the main street there, there's like 10 pie shops. Oh, are they're there really? Like, they're known for, I guess, their apple, their apple ah. pie. Because so you did have a lot of cherry pies in this film. I mean, you, you went through a lot. Yeah, we did. We did. And I props to the people who put this together that they would actually shoot in Julie in the pie town. You know, mm -hmm. it's just crazy. It's so crazy how it all worked out. Uh, it was pretty wild. <laughs> now, uh, the cast you have, the ones playing the band members, uh, they yeah. seem to have a good chemistry with you as well. You all seem to have really played off each other well uh, with that. Did you did you have a lot of time like off screen to kind of spend time with each other to kind of get to know one another? Or? You know, we really didn't. I mm -hmm. think they the four of them did a beautiful job together. Um, they did a lot of improv. They worked a lot together. They were really they were dynamic. They mm -hmm. were such they're wonderful actors, really. And um, I I think they shot before a couple a day or so before me they came up there i don't know but um by the time i got there i got there pretty early on i take that back i got them before there before them and um we really didn't spend a lot of time talking until the evenings because we all stayed in the house together sure. in a great big house that production you know uh rented and i had my own bedroom i had my own bathroom i had my own entrance in the back so, which I didn't use mostly, I used the front, but it was like, um, it was, that was crazy mm -hmm. that you stay in a house of 30 people you don't know. <laughs> it was like summer camp at night, you know, talking to people sure. and uh, it was looking back on it. It was fun at the time. I think I was just kind of overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go home and I stayed there the whole time. So I got to talk to them a little bit at night and it was really fun. And they're, they're, they're all wonderful people. I'm still like in touch with people, which is sort of unusual. Once in a while that happens on a film, but mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of lovely that we all liked each other so much. <laughs> and and I think that affects the project in a positive way. It just comes across. I mean, you're, you know, yeah. it, it, that's one of the things is this film has charm, even though there's bad things happening. <laughs> right. They, and there's some, like I think moments of comedy, like mm -hmm. sort of high comedy, which I love that they were able to embrace that because mm -hmm. there's a lot of humor in in 
terrible things, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gotta find the humor everywhere. And even in the worst things, you know, you find the humor. And when it happened, we let it happen. So that mm -hmm. was cool. Well, it was fun. It, it looked like it was fun. And, and your character was very charismatic. Uh, <laughs> she, I, I, I found her to be a very charismatic uh, villain, you know, in yes. a way. And in a little bit, especially when we got more of her backstory, I honestly... Deep down, secret, I was kind of pulling for her. Just oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it was my goal to to have her be understood like that. Mm -hmm. you know, to so that people she was would feel sorry for her, really. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta be nuanced in these characters, otherwise it's just sort of very flat and it's easy to fall into that trap and you don't want to do that you want to make them real people even though some of these stories it's like that could never happen or could it you know so um i remember thinking to myself every time i every scene i wanted to make i wanted to be very seductive because <laughs> that's who she was mm -hmm. and to the point where i wanted to make every actor forget their line <laughs> <laughs> You know, especially it was so cute. It did work a few times. And it sounds like such a silly thing. But really, when you know this, this Eleanor, that's who she was. She fell back on that. That's who she always was. And sometimes people, they don't know how another way to relate than the way they did maybe in their 20s, you know, mm -hmm. like, that's how I used to do it. And, and that's the only way they know how to, to get there. And, um, and it's sort of, that's kind of sad in itself. But um, we, we find this person to be not manipulative, but really coming from, I mean, yes, she's, she's got a lot of anger problems, obviously. So I, I had to really find a way again, to just make her real. Mm -hmm. so I, that was my goal. That was my goal. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. She did come off as real. And in fact, the whole uh, script, I think um, comes off well because in Wisconsin, especially in the middle of Wisconsin, I know a lot of small towns and your wow. character and some of the characters that show up that are residents of this town felt like small town characters, you know? I would agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, that's exactly what they were going for, which mm -hmm. I love. And uh, yeah, because it, it's really different, even in a mountain town three hours from mm -hmm. Hollywood, you know, it's a very, it's like a different world. It really is. Well, and where I live, I'm five minutes from any farm. If I drive any five minutes in any way, I'll, I'll come across a farm field or a farm or a, a small farm town or, uh, yeah. you know, so yeah. And, and cause in some films they try to portray it, but usually they go, overboard with the small town feel like their caricatures yeah. but i didn't feel that with this uh with your character or even the supporting characters from town um i agree with you on that as well i mean yeah. they were all very um individual and and they was well cast mm -hmm. really really fun actors to work with so open-minded you know it was really a good experience now was there a uh collaboration on set or did uh terry ross did uh, they kind of hold you to the script <laughs> uh you know we we had to be held to the script a lot mm -hmm. um on this one mm -hmm. now it's not always that way and with this one yeah 
and sometimes that's difficult too. You know, it's just the way it is. Gosh, I have the kitty here. No, that's that's okay. <laughs> he wants me so badly. But uh, yeah, with this one, we did hold to the script a lot, and that that's good. That's mm -hmm. um, to me, that's an exercise. For for sometimes it, it's not like that, and it's fun to do a lot of improv. But certainly, um, with with this one, we were very we had a pretty much down book. Yeah. So. Well, uh, how long did you have to shoot? I imagine it must have been a limited schedule then. Yeah, I think the whole thing was shot in a month, mm. which is okay. not not terrible. I mean, right. I've shot movies in ten days. You know, <laughs> that's insane. I've done it, and um, but this one was like a month, and then mm -hmm. this just before the pandemic. Really, I went back in to do uh, some of the voiceover mm -hmm. for for some of the the voice. You know. Yeah. And uh, so it took them about a year to post it, I guess. It's about a normal amount of time for a feature. And um, yeah, so they, oh, and then we did actually another couple days, I forgot, in the studio somewhere mm. else out near San Diego uh, for the things inside the pictures. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that was all done, the special effects studio. And that was very interesting, too. And uh, we had a good time with that. Hi, kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> What's the cat's name? This is Mikey, and then Mikey. his brother, who's twice his size, is Benny. <laughs> yeah, he's very persistent, very in love, you know, with me. So, oh, not, yeah, <laughs> I, you're me. <laughs> it's, I understand. We uh, we were a cat owner. Uh, unfortunately, ours uh, passed away a, a while back. But yeah, I completely understand cat attitudes. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry. You know, oh, getting over the cat thing. That is, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. You, you, I'm a cat person, yeah. You don't really realize uh, just how much they were always there till they're not. So it's always, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't, don't mean to bring down the interview. I just, but I, uh, yeah, uh, I, I completely understand persistent cats. Oh, um, oh yeah, they're funny. <laughs> they're just so they're people think oh they're so aloof. Oh no, they're always here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make their presence known, especially when they want something. So yeah, like food. Uh, like, <laughs> like beat each other up till i get it to them because they know i don't like it when they fight <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> they, definitely... <laughs> <laughs> they do love food <laughs> oh my gosh <sighs> so uh, I, I mean you've had a uh, active career a lot of indie tv stuff and that and you've also done some writing and direction um you know uh -huh. I, did you enjoy that? Would you be looking into doing maybe more direction at some point? Cause, uh... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been writing for several years, and with the writing, things mm -hmm. came really nicely. I was very well received with my writing. The directing thing, I've done three things now, and they've all been incredibly well received. I'm going to um, my last one. I released during the pan right before the pandemic. <laughs> I was three weeks into festival and then everything yeah. happened. But it won like 40 film awards and it got worldwide distribution on it's on Prime. It's and it's on video on demand very soon on video on demand. But it's on Prime now worldwide and it's called Wives of the Skies. And I would Ooh. hope people will go watch that. But I do love writing and I do love directing. Mm. And I'll be directing a feature next year in 2021 called rifle doll which is a western like a pulp westerny noir film that i'm uh co-writing with a wonderful writer named john nickham and it's going to be shot in kansas city oh so, fun yeah it we should need, be fun 
we we need more westerns are you a fan of the western or yes i love westerns mm -hmm. i love being in them i i've been in a couple westerns uh mm -hmm. i love them i'm i'm not a horse person but uh i like the genre a lot and this was uh this is this is exciting for me mm -hmm. i i can't say that uh you know i'm not it's not my absolute favorite genre but it's it's right up there mm -hmm. and I, I think it's going to be lovely. I'm going to have the same wonderful cinematographer that I did for Wise of the Skies, who's like my soulmate. And uh, I'm very excited. He's going to be on there. It's going to be beautiful to look at. And uh, and it's got a, a nice sort of exploitation quality about it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I, um, I'm a little nervous, a little, because I'm in new territory, mm -hmm. you know. It's going to be fire and there's going to be things it's like holy crap but um but they know how to do it in kansas city a lot of westerns have been done there and my john nickham the co-writer is also a producer on it and he he's an amazing producer mm -hmm. so i i i feel really like i'm in good hands there so <laughs> that's the thing you have to surround yourself with like the greatest people mm -hmm. and it, and that's um really makes for a wonderful product so. yeah i i could see that because you you want people that you can gel with but also the talent as well gosh i tell you i have to say it it's like you have to have people around you who are so good mm -hmm. who it's there's no other way to do it and a good cast and things like that but i i'm not sure about the casting yet i think I'll be able to bring a few people from LA, not, not too many. It's not a huge cast or anything. It's not a total minimalist film, but it, it's pretty small cast because we have to be smart about that right now. Mm -hmm. and when we do it, if, if COVID is still an issue, we're going to have to be, create a pod with these people and make it very safe. Otherwise I'm not, you know, not interested. It's not worth it. So <laughs> there's a way to do it and to get people committed to do it properly. And safely so yeah that that is important nowadays it has that i i imagine that has kind of thrown the extra uh wrench in the works with the covid trying to make sure you keep things safe yet still make the material you want to make or either star in yeah it's crazy uh some people are surfing it better than others i will say my union is uh, screen actors guild and they have guidelines but I, I got to tell you, they're guidelines. I mean, they have, yeah, you can, you know, it's just a guideline. Mm -hmm. So we have, you really have to know what your producers are going to do uh, as an actor, for example, mm -hmm. because you're the one taking, as a performer, you take off your mask and that's an issue, you know? So it's some hard decisions is, right. is worth the relative risk. When they test people three days ago, something happened two days ago, you know, I mean, <laughs> So as a performer on that end of it, it's it's a it's a hard decision to make as you move forward and decide what you want to do. Right. If you're just a hired person like that. Yeah. Now, now uh uh the sweet taste of souls, you finished that just before all of this, correct? I mean Yeah, we shot it and then the voiceover part was like thirty days before the lockdown, <laughs> maybe forty days. I mean, we didn't know. Right. And uh, looking back on that, it was like, did we really sit in a tiny studio next to each other with me screaming on everybody? And 
in this tiny little, you know, voice studio. And uh, yeah, I can't even believe that. And it was just weeks later that the whole everything shut down. So yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, we didn't get sick. <laughs> That <laughs> well, is a good thing. And uh, I'm looking forward to you directing because I think we definitely need more uh, female directors out there. I mean, A Sweet Taste of Souls was uh, directed yeah. uh, by Terry Ross. Uh, you mentioned the yeah. script. Did they have a, 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 a heavy female cast or was it a good mix? Uh, I mean, for the uh, crew, I should say. Oh, uh, um, it was a good mix, mm -hmm. really. It was a good mix. It's like, my attitude is this. The first film I did, I, I used a female uh, director of photography. And I thought she was fabulous. She's wonderful. But I really, I really just go with who I think is sort of the best person for each job. I, I know it's like I've been approached by people like, let's just do this in all female production. I'm like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Because it's really you want to do who's best for the job. That's me. Right. And people think that's not politically correct, but um, I don't care because, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm on the line here. This is my, my DP now. It's, his name is Davey Robertson. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I don't want to work with anybody else sure. if I can help it. So um, I'm very invested in him staying well during this COVID. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling him up, wrapping him in plastic, you know. I, I'm like, dude. You know, I'm always giving him the like, he must think I'm like his mother at this point, but, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> uh, well, I, you, you've had just a, a great career. And like I said, I hope you didn't mind me bringing up that I, I saw you in the, the Vice Academy films. I you know? love that. I got to tell you the greatest story. I love that you know Vice Academy. Mm -hmm. Those were the funnest movies to make. Mm -hmm. um, the gentleman who directed them, Rick Sloan, I think he's a genius. He's like got that John Waters kind of craziness about him, but that's just who he is. And he, oh my gosh, he called me into an audition a hundred years ago and I'm looking at him and he goes, don't you remember me? We went to junior high school together. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember. I'm like, oh my God, I hope I was nice to him because I don't think I was. Uh, and you know, when you're 13, yeah. it's just mean girls. And, um, he was so, he's so talented. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm like always saying, Rick, why aren't you making more movies now? He says, because the kind of humor I had back then would not fly anymore. When you look, it was very sexist. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so much fun to do those kind of films. Mm -hmm. And we had like very big um, fans in the prison population, you know? <laughs> we are very popular there. <laughs> great great series mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> well uh, what what about my uh fellow crew members who are on the podcast often scott davis he just loves the vice i mean he's a huge fan of the vice academy, the vice academy films what's so great about those movies is that rick you know he hired the leads they were all porno actresses mm -hmm. wanting to uh, mainstream or movies that weren't pornography sure. they did rick's movies because they were just high comedy a little bit of nudity not too much everything was really innocent it was mm. like g rated not really because somebody might be topless but i i was just like this that was a brilliant move and these actresses were kind of good mm -hmm. 
I was like, wow. And then the rest of us were actors. None of us were porn people. And we gave ourselves sort of porn names. Like, uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. When I did those movies, I called myself Honey Smacks, which was like S-M-A-X-X-X. This <laughs> is like, oh, that's funny. Let's do that. Now looking back on it, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> IMDB page. It's Honey Lauren, also known as Honey Smacks, and all these things. I'm like, well, this one was not thought through. Who would have known? Like, one day I'll die, Honey Smacks, you know? Um, oh, Honey Smacks passed away. <laughs> it was a good idea at the time, and you had fun. At the so, time. Right? Who knew there'd be something called an internet to follow you around? <laughs> Who knew? And, and, and actually, it's kind of good. Uh, I think about back too when I was younger that it's good that there wasn't an internet because <laughs> it just yeah. there's some things I just you know that's I'm I'm good you know <laughs> yeah I did not remember that I know oh my gosh it's so silly what a crazy world but they catch up to you now I mean I'm really happy about the honey smacks thing but mm -hmm. I I do get grief from it I do and it's funny that you knew who I was anyway so. <laughs> They they merged my Honey Smacks page and my Honey Lauren page together. So on IMDb, yeah, the the joys of IMDb. But uh, yeah. maybe you've been on uh, smaller productions and and bigger productions, and and that is each experience different for you, or uh, do you like the smaller productions where it's a little more intimate? Or um, no, I every time it's different every time. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. You can do a tiny film or a tiny project of any kind. And it's some of them are so professionally well done. And then, you know, the opposite could happen too if you're on a big budgeted thing, a studio thing, and it feels like, God, this feels like the Wild West out here. Like, where's our protection? Where's this? Where's that? You know, it just feels crazy. It doesn't, it feels a little chaotic. And uh, so it can go either way. As a rule, obviously, the bigger jobs you get, the better things are. You got a nice dressing room, things like that. And you know that you're not going to be worried about that check coming. Hmm. You know? So there's, but you know what? I've had a few crazy things happen on bigger projects too. So mm -hmm. in general, of course, we all want to do things with a better budget. Just because we also know they'll be finished. <laughs> so, it's always, that's always a big thing, right? An important thing of will it be finished? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many films I have done, sadly, that I never got finished. It's like, really? What happened? Oh, that's too bad. I feel bad for the filmmakers. They yeah. put a lot of money into it and for whatever reason. And I mean, things like that happen. They do. And for the most part, they do get finished, but it's always, or they might get finished like four years later. <laughs> it's like, wow, where did that come from? I had something come back like years, years later when my name was still Honey Goldberg, Honey Gay Goldberg. Wow. And like, there's Honey Gay Goldberg. I'm like, what the what? Oh, my God. I forgot about that film. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I know a few uh, indie filmmakers where they've worked on a project and it took like you. It's ridiculous. It take like eight years for the film to be finished. Six years, you know, it's like. Wow. You know, and I think people don't realize that, that like, especially, I mean, cause now, especially the bigger productions, they're like 18 months, the Hollywood productions, they seem to be like just cranking them out. But the indie stuff, I think people don't realize that some of these films, like you mentioned, 
are like four years old. <laughs> yeah, it just takes time, you know, and uh, money. People run out of money and then they go back to it. And you hear these stories all the time. Most of the time, like 90% of things I do don't happen like that. But mm -hmm. once in a while, there is something that's like, gosh, that's the one that got away. Or I feel bad that guy never got to finish his film or whatever. You know, it does happen. Uh, and speaking of uh, financing for your Western, are you going to be doing crowdfunding funding, or uh, do you have uh, backing for it already? Well, um, the gentleman in Kansas City has a lot of connects in Kansas mm -hmm. City, mm -hmm. and we're going to shoot it there. And shooting there is not like shooting here. It's not. It's like here, it's ridiculous to get. Um, you have to. It's a whole art to just get your mm -hmm. your uh location in a way that you can afford it over there we're going to be given a lot of stuff so <laughs> in that sense you know we we do have a lot of goods and services there and we have locations there and the money will probably all come from there as well oh okay. the balance of the money yeah. yeah so i'm not i'm not a producer on this mm -hmm. although i may act as one to some extent but that's not my deal i have produced it's the most thankless job and i never want to do it again i can do it i'm pretty good at it but i don't want to do it again <laughs> I, I i've heard of that from a lot of people who said yeah producer i could do it i don't want to do it nope <laughs> i don't want anything to do with it and but you kind of end up doing it anyway that's mm -hmm. the thing and john loves it he loves producing i'm just like good for you dude do it <laughs> and so he's all about that and aside from being a wonderful writer, but he, he definitely loves the, the production side of it. And um, I, I think though that it's a whole different world out there. Mm -hmm. You know, things are, it's just ways that I can't imagine it'll be easier. I mean, here, if I literally, if I want to shoot in this room, I own this house. Mm -hmm. If I want to shoot in this room, I have to get a permit. <laughs> I could get shut down if I don't have one. I probably won't. But if that neighbor decides to shut me down and I don't have a permit, it's my house. I own it. I need a permit. This wow. is LA. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. I know. I hear no here in like in uh, Wisconsin. If you want to shoot in a park or on a public street, you just got to let the the cops know. Hey, I'm going to be here this day and shoot. But you don't need to do a permit or anything. You just you know you. Wow. In the public parks, you can you can shoot because I was, or even on the street. But they do uh, appreciate if you let them know, so they don't get phone calls like someone's in a you know oh my god someone's in a mask running down the street. That's amazing. We don't have that here. I'm mm -hmm. telling you that is how hard it is to shoot here. So I, that level of stress will be gone. And um, sure. on my guys, I had a moment in, in one of our locations where this guy was determined to shut us down and. Mm -hmm through intimidation, through all kinds of things. And I remember it was on me, whether we would come back the next day. And I'm like, oh, we're going back. Because by the time he gets us shut down, we'll be done. But <laughs> the very last shot, he was like freaking out because he thought we were gone the next mm -hmm. day. And we weren't. And it was like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And But I'm like, that kind of stress. It's like, oh, I need that. <laughs> now, uh, now, have you shot in a lot of different states across I the i've shot in all many states mm -hmm. and it's, it's different everywhere we have right to work states as you know right. like wisconsin's right to work uh i shot in miami in florida and that was a right to work state now i shot in arizona right to work state but it was all union and 
so that was good. But I mean, there there are different rules everywhere. Yeah. Places of Southwest, there's they're all right to work. LA is not, as well as uh, New York is not. I don't believe, but there are different different rules everywhere. For the most part, you would just have the union states and the right to work states. Now places like right to work, they still will union up for the most part, but it can get a little tricky. <laughs> you know, go to Texas. It's like, okay, you know, there's going to be certain things that are happening there that maybe they can get away with like a longer day, a shorter turnaround time, things like that without paying you. Here's the thing though. I didn't notice this. If you are working in a right to work state on a union project, your union rep will be on the, on the set with you, which is like, Thank you. You know, because <laughs> they know that that there's a lot that could happen, and they're right. trying to be groovy. So the only difference is you have a lot less crew that are union, mm. and that's okay. You know, I mean, union is great, and it's it's also really expensive. So yeah, well, that, that that's uh, interesting. I think another aspect that people don't realize that it's different from state to state. I think they think you could just show up. Oh, you pick your location. Here you go. Go ahead and shoot and there's a lot of other factors involved. There, there are, but I tell you, it's easier anywhere than anywhere else in the world. It's easier to shoot than LA and probably New York is, is, is a little difficult. Cause I remember when I was there and we were shooting, they kept having to move the trucks every few hours. So it's like, what? Where, where, where's the truck? Oh, okay. So, and I felt bad because though they do, they hire people that are parkers, you know, mm -hmm. they literally park the truck. Oh, get up and move the truck. So that, that was a thing, but um, it was overall easier, cheaper to shoot there mm -hmm. apparently than it was to shoot in LA. So. See, and you would think that would be opposite thinking. You're in LA, the, you know, the, the, the movie capital and they make it harder to shoot than here in the middle of Wisconsin. <laughs> You know, and they throw this stuff called tax credits around. Okay, well, that's good. So let's say you shoot in Detroit and they have a 40% uh, tax credit or something crazy like that. You do all your posts there. Everything happens in Detroit, right? So you get the highest tax break possible. Uh, but some what could happen is sometimes that happens and then they don't come through with mm -hmm. the tax credit. And you go, oh, it's like they run out of money. So, you know, and then we're out here in L.A. where you would think they would give us a great tax, you know, right. incentive to to do tax incentive to do it here. And yes, it's happening more and more, but it's not like the norm. <laughs> Most of the time people don't have the tax incentive here to do it. Well, it with, with all that in mind, what's yeah. a, what a advice would you give a uh, say specifically a female filmmaker out there who kind of wants to get into it start exploring filmmaking either in front or behind the camera what advice would you would you have for them i would say just just do it just just make content because right now um because of all the different platforms and particularly because of the pandemic people are are their eyes are on the internet mm -hmm. I mean, they're really on it. And I'd say make, if, if you really want to be a director, start making your own content and, and try to be great to direct somebody, you know, not necessarily your own stuff, but 
it's like learn how you learn by doing mm -hmm. and that's not an easy thing to do things are expensive to make i don't everyone's like oh it's so much cheaper now to make a movie than it used to be well yeah but it's still really expensive to make a movie so one of the things is just keep moving with it look i'm not a camera person and i make my own content i do for auditions and things like that today i had to do a callback for a commercial and i had to like light the whole thing and shoot with myself and i didn't do a good job on it i mean the performance was just fabulous but but look, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how to light. And so, but, and as a director, you shouldn't have to know how to do every single thing. But now, especially now that this whole thing is happening on the planet, it is now's the time to just play, just to get out your phone. And, you know, I don't love watching movies that are shot on cell phones, but I do think if, even if you direct a scene, mm -hmm. you know, and, and put it out on TikTok or whatever, and I think that's a great thing to do. It's fun. And I'm with you on that. I had heard just before pandemic, the trend of, oh, let's do vertical, let's do vertical theaters. And I'm just like, oh, come on, really? Yeah, yeah I know. It's crazy. I'm not really a fan of all that, but I do get, I do see there's value there. I really do. And now's the time to do it because guess what? The industry's eyes are on that. Sure. They really are because- I worked with a director. I made a commercial uh, last year and it got picked up again this year. Him and I became friends because of we worked together and he, him and I are on the phone all the time. He's like, I don't know how to make an inexpensive movie because all he does is spend millions a day on a commercial. Sure. It's like, Oh dude, I can make five movies for what we spent today on that commercial. I mean, features. And so he, um, so he's coming to people like me to talk to him about it. There, there, there is something of value there because that's where we're at right now. And uh, so, and now's the time to get it, the content out there because people are watching. <laughs> people are hungry with it. They're trapped at home. They can't go to the theater. So, oh, just click this. So, uh, yeah. So, but I think the most important thing, I'm still a story person. Mm -hmm. Have a good story. You know, that's my deal. Have a really great story. And that, that's so important. I, I have seen big budgeted Hollywood films that didn't have a great story. And so at the end of the day, I was like, it was okay. <laughs> right. Like, or they got it out there. That's my favorite line. They got it up there on the screen, but yeah, you go away and you don't think about it. You know, I love creating like a whole world when I was with, with my films. It's like a world is created and it's, it's, that's the funnest part. That's a, a lot of work. It takes a lot of pre-production, like months and months. But it, this obsession is, it, it pays off at the end, it really does. <laughs> Bring it back yeah. around to your uh, sweet taste of uh, souls. You have that where, uh, I mean, it's an indie film, but it's yeah. got a great story and you've got talented people, you know, involved in it and where, no, it didn't make it to the big screen, but it's a, I'd watch that more times than some big Hollywood pictures that I've watched because they put me to sleep, you know, and this one, you know, this felt like it was taken right from tales from the crypt. So That's so cool. I love that reference. Someone else said that to me recently and I thought that's incredible. And I think that the, I was just hired on this as an actress. I didn't write it, produce it, direct it, nothing. And um, I'm going to pass that on to them because they are responsible for that. And they did create a world. I must say they did. 
And uh, I'm really proud of them for that. And being compared to like Tales of the Crypt, that's a that's a beautiful reference. <laughs> yeah, I I would say you know you could almost have Tales from the Crypt present that you know have the Crypt Keeper and everything. So. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And and I'm well, let them know you said that, Mark. Well, I'm glad to hear that because you know it's that's a huge compliment. That's like that that is the roots of of all this sure. stuff, you know. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to me, honey. Uh, it's This has been a blast, uh, much of pleasure. And uh, now where can people follow you? Do, do you have stuff on the social media where people can follow on your latest project, keep up to date for when your Western uh, finally hits hits the scene? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I'm on, well, I'm on Facebook, honey, Lauren. L-A-U-R-E-N. And then, uh, let's see, I'm on Instagram, same name, Honey Lauren. And I'm on Twitter, Honey Gay. Gay is my middle name, H-O-N-E-Y-G-A-Y. I also have a website, um, just honeylauren.net. And uh, somebody bought up honeylauren.com. It's a whole thing. So honeylauren.net. And they can always find me there, message me on any of these platforms. So people can always find me. And of course, IMDb, I have all my reps and everybody on there. So people, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> well, I mean, worse comes <laughs> worse comes worse. You could possibly buy uh, Lauren, uh, Honey Smacks. So. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Did you get that I was Honey Smacks back then? I think you must have, of course, if you were a fan of that movie. Yeah, of those movies. I really wish that Rick Sloan could make some more movies. I really do. Like, it's not going to happen, honey. It's not going to happen. But it's so funny because even from back then, I'm still friends with Jay Richardson, who, oh my God, he's so fabulous. He's still working like crazy and he looks exactly the same. So funny. What a talented man he is. I must say, I'm so crazy about him. So right before the pandemic, I was at a commercial audition and I recognized him immediately when he walked in. I was like, it's Jay Richardson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm such a fan. um, So we're in contact still and he's out there working. I wish wish Rick could make another movie. We'll see. Maybe he will. You, You never know. Things may turn around. He might be able to tailor it for a 2020 audience you never know yeah i I was like baffled when you said it's not the kind of movies people see i'm like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) he gets so much crap for what he did (laughs) uh well thank you very much honey i appreciate this quite a bit and uh yeah really a pleasure thank you so much for having me on your show you bet and uh give give my love to your cats for sure. I will. I'll tweet. And take care of yourself and be safe out there. And we'll be in touch. Thank you. You too. And yeah, when your uh, Western's done, I'd I'd love to talk to you again about, about that. So <laughs> my pleasure. And go see Wives of the Skies on Prime. I'll send you a link. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. You take bet. care. Bye. Right. Bye bye.